Welcome to Cracker Classics, the weekly podcast where my friend Ian and I, I'm Joshua, take a classic movie and uh, talk about how backwards and misogynistic and racist and terrible. And libertarian, is. too. Oh, spoilers. you and your spoilers. Hi, I'm Ian, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, really raring to go on this one. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, we're watching the Fountainhead. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's it, it's been on the brain lately. I can't get rid of it, so we're watching it to hopefully chase it away. Because... And you're subjecting me to it as I've never I am seen subjecting the movie, you to nor it, yeah. read the book. I do highly recommend the book. The book is fantastic. Uh, I've it... I've never been bored enough or self centered enough to actually read any of her stuff. I'd... Um, at least read The Fountainhead. It's probably the best thing she ever did. <clears throat> and it's shorter than Atlas Shrugged, right? That's uh, the yeah. shorter one. It's definitely, it, it's not short, but it is definitely shorter than Atlas Shrugged. Well, most things are shorter than Atlas Shrugged. I, I think 95% <laughs> of things are shorter than Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I went through a bit of an Ayn Rand phase about 10 years ago. Most, but all I know about Ayn Rand comes from uh, her uh, fervent supporter, <laughs> which makes me not want to oh, no. listen her to her at all. Are the worst. Yeah, they they kind of a lot of them, like you know Paul Ryan and uh, you they know, the, totally those hardcore conservative the point people. Of her shit. Yeah, yeah, they're oh, they're they are the villains of her stories. <laughs> <laughs> And the fact that they don't realize it is just <sighs> awful in reality. Hilarious and scary. Yeah, hilarious and scary is right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I know of the movie and the book, I, I know that she <laughs> wrote the screenplay. Which word is a serious problem. Oh, God. Yeah. Because dialogue is far and away, like, her weakest point. <laughs> but I was fascinated by her contract for this movie that she said, I will sell the film rights to this if I get to write it and you don't change a single line of dialogue. And wasn't the casting of Gary Cooper also, like, part of her contract? She insisted on it being Gary Cooper? Um, I don't know if it was in her contract, but she definitely really, really wanted him and, like, hardcore campaigns Which to get him terrible Which idea is, yeah. because he is not the right <laughs> he is not the right actor for the part there's a lot of stretch. miscasting in this apparently <laughs> i guess uh barbara stanwick was the one who was like i want to do this as a movie and then she never got any role in the movie that's kind of a shame i think Kinda. she would have uh, barbara stanwick yeah i think she would have i don't know but uh, she would have she wanted to play uh, dominique which uh what I know of Dominique, it's not a uh, positive role. It's not a. It's not a happy lady to play. Well, it's not a happy lady to play. That doesn't mean there's not positive aspects to her character. Oh, yeah, like fair enough. The the whole story is a tragedy, supposedly, sort of, with <laughs> final vindication after a fashion, like it's. Her her reasoning for writing this story initially was she wanted to show uh, her idea of the Ubermensch, basically, yeah, basically. Yeah, and okay. how his life would be in the world as it is. And it does pretty well with that. Okay. Um, 
It's a shame she never lived up to her Ubermensch standards. But um, um, <laughs> that's beside the point. Yeah, that's... Um, I don't think she used the word Ubermensch, but that was very no, much... that, that was someone else. Yeah. I... Well, I mean, that was Nietzsche, but... I don't think she ever used that. She just, Mm -hmm. I think, called him her ideal man or something like that. Um, Yeah. And later was like the pinnacle of objectivism or something like that. Mm -hmm. Once she had settled on the philosophy of objectivism. (laughs) Because it's what it's so obviously right. Because I can't be wrong. Well, yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm the best objectively, so. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's where objectivism comes from. Which is why the only part she liked <laughs> from this movie is the writing. Yep. She does the acting, she does the production design, <laughs> she does... <laughs> yep. Uh, that's, that's individualism <laughs> for you, though. I mean, I'm, I'm not here to completely bash individualism but no you can't just be that because the world universe is not just you (laughs) (laughs) there's these other factors that are going to come in that are outside the individual and all those factors are evil evil it's a different subject we'll we'll get there (laughs) (laughs) oh excuse me not evil just stupid and not worthy of their consideration well it's a certain <laughs> level of stupid to be evil well, yeah. I mean, eh, the best evil is super smart yeah but how but, smart is that um that's debatable yeah that I is know. a very in-depth conversation yes, it is. for an entirely different podcast <laughs> yes we keep talking about writings and philosophy here but we're here to watch a movie <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah, how about we, you subject me to this so that uh, All right, we yep. can get it over with. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> we'll be back for intermission impressions and uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. But uh, it... it this is par for the course for for what we're doing here. It, it's no worse than Gone with the Wind. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, I hadn't fully made up my mind. We're only halfway through here. Uh. Uh, this movie sure does insist upon itself, though, doesn't it? Oh, very much yeah. so. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's all too much. There's yeah, there's there's things to this movie. Um. I'm I'm not sure where to begin here. Um, <laughs> the society uh, well, that is like that this takes place in, I'm I get I'm confused by it. There's a lot to it that very much just feels like this is 1940s America, mm-hmm. but then the other parts of it, it's portrayed as this almost dystopian 1984 like world where there is no individuality and everything is uniform yeah the rugged individualist could not exist in this world without being horribly maligned and yeah but now for her with this this maligning is that just compromise yes okay 
any any bit right. of compromise any bit yep. of compromise from what is, you yeah. created in your own mind as the perfect yep. ideal yeah exactly would be tearing you down okay yes very that, much that's so. yep. kind of what i figured yep because there's that whole scene yeah. <laughs> where you know he's going to get that contract and they say but we just have a couple little changes to make which honestly they were shit for changes oh they were awful they were the most disgustingly hideous <laughs> i just said no but too but that's... not on the same not for the same reasons <laughs> But that's how she sees anybody trying to change the vision of an extraordinary man. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not possible that others could give him ideas that might actually improve his thing. Nope, they're all terrible shit that disgrace the individual's vision. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, despite the wooden performances and stilted dialogue the acting and... is terrible enough it's, <sighs> no one's good but there are some great quotes yeah, there, i could I write down several quotes. great quotes <laughs> one i feel to debate on yeah uh artistic value is achieved collectively yeah that uh i don't again, know how i feel about that i i disagree I, that's what but i'm at. that's um I, I th- that's s- part of what she's rallying against is that concept I can um, see how it is, but how it's also not. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, the, the value of anything is kind of achieved collectively as a society. You know, the value of your home is based on all these other factors, the neighborhood, all this, blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Artistic value would be based on everyone's aesthetic opinion, and so in some sort of collective way, we would determine artistically if it's good. Yeah. But that's from a, a big picture point of view. Yeah. And not from that individual perspective, you know. I, I and I, the way that I quote, give artistic value to things that other people don't. Yeah, and the way that you know, quote and different was degrees and, being used was if other people don't appreciate it, the fact that you appreciate it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's basically um, how it's framed. Yeah, which I totally disagree with. Nah. Um. <laughs> Another interesting quote: "It's extremely cruel to be honest." Very true. I, I have learned that in my life. Uh, well, most of my lies are out of kindness. <laughs> true, this is true. But, or perceived kindness, because I'm still not entirely sure. But that's uh, yeah. But, but I, there's still cruelty and dishonesty as well. And there I'll, definitely is. And a lot of that is the dishonesty that you tell yourself mm-hmm. that you then project out. Someone is being honest, maybe because they give a damn about you and care about you. Yeah. But you've been so dishonest to yourself about that thing that you view it as cruelty as opposed to yeah. someone trying to help you. Yep. I, uh, I can Another quote which, I can see from both sides. I, I can segue uh, into a quote I wrote down with that. Uh, I don't give or ask for help. Yeah, I wrote down no charity. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh. But you're right, he did say I don't give help. Along yeah. with ask, not asking for yeah, help. Yeah, that was that's a key part of the thing. Yeah, it's, it's the ethos of the individual. That self-made man, sort of. Yeah, exactly. Point of view. The, Let's forget that he had nothing before that phone <laughs> call from Enright. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that and that was help. It's kind of like Obama's whole "you didn't build that" because mm. you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I never asked for help. No, but you fucking got it. Yeah. (laughs) You might not have asked for it, but you definitely took advantage of it. I was thinking of the... There's a song by Morchiba called Self-Made Man, and the chorus just goes, there's no such thing as a self-made man, because everyone needs a helping hand. Yep. Uh, Anyway, as far as our usual sorts of topics on this podcast... uh, Not too much, aside from everyone being white. And there's a very white Washington, and then there's the um, the one rape immigrant. Scene? Oh yes, the, I mean it is a rape scene. Yes, it is definitely a rape scene. They try it's to not obscure that, as, but I mean it's it's noir. It's all obscured in some fashion, but it was definitely uh, forceful. The the wink and the nod mm-hmm. was there, you know. And from the book, it's definitely a rape scene. Ugh. Definitely. And the lead up to it, they make it as if. It's her fault. She had it coming, too. There was the whole she horse it. with the whip. Yeah, she. Yeah, as if she w- was asking for it. Well, it. in the book, she wanted it. And she, she didn't know she wanted it, but she wanted it, and it was the best way to have it. Ugh. Yeah. You're not uh, building up a good case for me to read the book here. Uh... Anyway, I was initially trying to segue into the, uh, uh, what was he, Italian? Oh, the immigrant. The, you you mentioned the, the one lone immigrant yeah. in all of New York City. Oh, not New York City, <laughs> wherever the quarry is, which is not oh, in you're, New City. You're right, it was in the quarry. It was in the quarry yeah. that uh, Rourke sent as his replacement because to, to see if she really cared if it was him that fixed it or not. It was kind of a test to see if she does appreciate mm. greatness. Uh. <laughs> and of course she does, so she slaps him in the face with a riding crop. Because that makes sense. It does, but yeah, I hear you. I would, that would get I a know. different point across. I know, me. I know. <laughs> I, I've dealt with um, tests to uh, see if I appreciate someone's greatness before. <laughs> I've always failed them. <laughs> from their point of view, of course. Oh, I yes, from them. their point of view. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Games are supposed to be fun. Yep. And maybe I did have a little fun failing your test. See, I've, <laughs> always, found, fault I've is that? always found that to be the case. It is more fun to fail those tests. <laughs> uh, mostly because it damages the ego of those who need their yeah. egos damaged. It, yeah, and it, it does depend on your <laughs> mental involvement you're yeah you know where you're at in that relationship yeah you know but these are very strong sometimes you have a good excuse to keep it going (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's a thing it's again those um the individual having to make compromises with those in, in your surroundings Oh, I wouldn't know about that intellectual stuff. I played, I played the, the stock, stock market. market. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down too. Yeah, um, it's the one thing that I laughed at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving forward, what are your predictions? I know there's. <laughs> I know there's the big courtroom scene where he like makes his big statement of individual whatever that's constantly been spoofed and all over the place i know that's coming um 
something involving Dominique being some sort of bad individualist, where she becomes nefarious and does... I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't either. Um, <laughs> Usually I can follow your ramblings, but not this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Whatever. We should finish this. It is what it is. Yeah, let's get this over with. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that, um... Uh, wow. <laughs> what an ending. <laughs> I am the individual, so I am on top, and you puny. Everyone else. Below you me. You are not the individual. <laughs> you must all follow the individual. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's things. There's things. There's things. <laughs> the God, the yeah. melodrama. The oh, my, oh no, my God! It's so that chewy. When he blows up the <laughs> the complex, yeah, and and Dominique is, you know, she's got to play the the innocent bystander. Uh huh. You know, <laughs> the whole cutting her wrist with the glass, and that was just this whole drawn out, overplayed <laughs> thing of. <laughs> And so much yes. of the movie is like this. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, there's things to this <laughs> that I don't know if I can wrap my one brain around it. Um, when he, when Keating wants to solve the whole complex problem, yeah. and Rourke, of course says, oh, I'll do it for you, because, of course, I'll be able to solve it. Uh Uh-huh. But he doesn't want his name on it. Yeah. And that's not... That doesn't take away from the the individualism. No, because he still will have built it. Uh, He still will have built it. That's another one of the quotes I wrote down. recognition side to individualism? Um, If you feel you need it. Um, But his whole thing, like he said... He would never be given a job by a committee or a group or any collectivist sort of thing. So the only way he could do the project is through Keating. Because he, as an individual, could would only be able to be hired by an individual who also recognizes his greatness. Um, so he had to create the facade of Keating... To get the project in the first place. So wasn't he setting himself up for disaster then? Uh, I mean, you have not to if think Keating that that could was hold the outcome it, was. Well, yeah, obviously. But if Keating could have held his integrity, it would have been fine. I- I'll ask again. Didn't he set himself up for disaster yes. from the beginning? And I will answer again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I mean... You can... But <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead. But if Keating had held his integrity, it would have been fine. It's yeah. a huge but, though. <laughs> exactly because Keating didn't have integrity. Exactly. Exactly. He was, yeah, he was way too busy kowtowing and fulfilling yep. the desires of others, and, and he didn't know how to stand on his own two feet. Exactly. He d- didn't have a spine. Yep. Basically, 
he never well he had one he just never exercised it yeah it's like Which waking a, up in the matrix and there's a weird <laughs> thing that that sort of exhibits in this where you know all the collective groups sort of have that spine but then there's these individuals that don't except for rourke who apparently has enough of a spine big enough that he can carry other people. Because by the end, Wynand has sort of lost his individualism in favor of Rourke's individualism. Kind of. Like, he fought his own battle and he lost. Yeah, he did. So he... He's standing on principle and he he stood on his principle and he lost. And because of that, that's why he killed himself. In the movie. Um, In the movie, yeah. Seriously, the book is a lot better. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> um that that speech in the the courtroom does have a couple nuggets of interestingness yeah. um uh, the world is perishing from an orgy of self-sacrificing yep um interesting uh that it's an orgy yeah yeah i just i'm <laughs> there, there's so much rhetoric in here that i'm yeah i know you know that it's some was narcissistic. Uh, it is. It's and, definitely narcissistic. Yeah. I mean, maybe just because I have self-doubt <laughs> that I don't believe this. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, the movie itself. It's not good. No. 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 It's not. Uh, yeah, Gary Cooper is quite awful. Yep. And that's saying something. Gary yeah. Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. No no one's really all that good in this. No. Wynan's okay. Wynan's probably the best. He probably is, but I still didn't like what... No. ...became of him. Nope. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah. He kind of uses Howard. To yeah, do it kinda. A, a little bit. Yeah. Only do so far. Yeah. And then I guess in Winan's point of view it it served its purpose. Yeah. And then then comes sort of the human evolving like, oh shit, you actually are this great wonderful you are the ubermensch Uh, yeah you are the ubermensch you are the savior (laughs) i will follow you now yeah it's very much a christ story it it kind of is there's a little there's messianic things in Mm -hmm. here oh yeah and and, uh and he goes through unimaginable suffering it's dangerous saved from death by erecting the tallest building because that's uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm. Yeah. But Dominique marrying Howard just got tacked on at the end. Yeah. Um. A lot of things with Dominique, at least in the movie, just seem not fully fleshed out. Yeah. Yeah. Because she, once she again, was, it, all she of a was sudden, very it seemed short shrifted. Yeah, it seems she like was, she's magically um, okay once she ma- married Howard. All of those struggles with greatness and and the desire and well, having what you want. Well, at that point, she had gotten there. We just don't see how. Yeah. And, and that's the fault of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Because um, story-wise, with everything in the book, she got there. It just... 
Yeah, they glossed over so much mm. in this movie and so much essential stuff. Mm. And I'm surprised it was only two hours. I'm like, oh. Yeah, of... well, I mean, almost two hours in 1941 was... I mean, we had Gone with the Wind, but most uh, most yeah. of the stuff we watched has been an hour and a half tops. True. So, But the subject matter that you're... Yeah. doing here is different from oh yeah but this you know, i mean this it's longer than gone with the wind like, like I, was, <laughs> and, and the movie for yeah. gone with the wind's longer like it's, like like i mentioned to you earlier uh, i really want to remake this as a miniseries i um, could see it um actually coming across better actually build the characters um <laughs> spend a couple episodes doing that yeah so you give a shit and find people yeah, who actually no... embody there's little humanity <laughs> these to these characters. There's yeah, there's very, very little humanity. You don't see much of yourself in these characters. I mean, not that you we yeah. tend to with a lot of characters, but there's there's nothing to relate to. Exactly. With these characters. Yeah, they're very unrelatable. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not entirely relatable in the book either, but <laughs> they're much more relatable. Lizard people. Uh, and, Maybe From Mars. Hmm. Ayn Rand was a lizard. People. All right. <laughs> yeah, the group is uh, you're the devil. I guess. Is this the, the moral to take out of this movie? Um, the moral to take out of this movie is be yourself, like what you like. Um, don't let the opinions of the mob sway you. Um, was my like I wrote down my favorite wine and quote. I wasn't a ruler over the mob. I was its tool. I was its tool. Yeah. Yeah. There is that. Um, but I felt much more like the society being like vilified in this. That there is yeah. a lot more. It felt more incendiary. Well, she grew up in uh, communist Russia, USSR. So. No. She was a little older than that, wasn't she? No, that's that. That was where her big anti-collectivist thing came. Well, I know from. she rails against communism. And, yeah, you know, she, she. That's why she came over from yeah, Russia. Yeah, maybe she was like twelve or something when, when I, the revolution happened. Maybe I thought she was older than that. I, I don't remember exactly, but it was a very big part of her formative. True. Yeah. So now if. If we're railing against communism, why do we, we depicting 1940s New York? Because <laughs> there's, and maybe it's not in in there at all. Yeah, about going railing against communism, but talking about the collective and the groups, you know, kind of goes that way of going anti-communist. But it felt like we were in New York in the 40s in a very capitalist society. Yeah. Because she saw it everywhere. It was the boogeyman that haunted her nightmares, and everywhere she looked, she saw the evils of collectivism. Does collectivism not communism? Not communism. Not necessarily. Okay. No, she, so like, she really, communism she's saying that capitalism and communism are, like, practically the same. No, communism specifically right. was what she grew up under, and that caused her to freak about out about any sort of collectivism. That was her... Uh, because, because the communist government was very much uh, subjugation of the individual in service of because the group. Because Lenin fucked it up really, really quick. Yeah. 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 
It was really only a communist state for what? Six months? <laughs> if that. Yeah. 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 It turned fascist pretty quickly. But it still called itself communist, so... Yeah. Oh, we still call our country capitalist. Um, one thing I definitely did like about the movie, though, is there was a lot of emphasis on the importance of yes or no. That's true. Like, <laughs> um, all of the big turning points of the movie came down to the question, yes or no. Yeah. Like, do you want to design this for me? Yes. Which again is or, a bit unreal. And here's so where much these... of life is not black and white. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Um <sighs> Ultimately I did not like this movie. I don't blame you. I'm not <laughs> keen on reading the book. This movie's kinda of terrible. Yeah, the movie's quite terrible. <laughs> I I only somewhat enjoy it because I know the book. And I know, yeah, you keep I know what's here. not there. I know what's not there. So I understand why some of these decisions were made. Yeah, yeah. They do not work in a movie setting. No, <laughs> and like I said, her dialogue was the worst thing about her writing. And so it was good. Yeah. There was quotable stuff, but again, yeah. it's, it's too unreal. Yep. It has this. It's not a surreal thing. Oh, it's fantasy. It's definitely fantasy. Yeah. And I'd say I the same thing about the word. book. The book is pure fantasy. It's realistic fantasy, like realism. Fantasy set in realism, but it's fantasy. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the end. She's <laughs> rising up the yeah. elevator, and he is standing, standing at, at the, the top, top looking, looking down, down at her. Up. Yeah. <laughs> From the tallest structure in the world. Uh, yep. uh, yeah there's there's a pedestal that this movie is trying to put itself on <laughs> and yeah. and the book won't let it do it <laughs> nope because it's Ayn Rand nope yeah. it just won't it's picking itself up by its bootstraps in the literal sense as in it doesn't fucking work I don't know I see its appeal to conservatism i also think that it's not as conservative a message as people seem to think well yeah the conservatives um, i think take it too selfishly oh yeah they'd yeah. say oh selfish is good yay uh -huh. i can be selfish and that's good i can take it's... anything i want uh-huh because i'm the individual Yep. Which is... And they don't factor in, like, <laughs> knowing yourself. Because really, for individualism to work, you'd have to know who you are fully first. Yes. Know what your desires are and what you want. Yep. Then you can put that out into the world instead of yep. just going, oh, I want this, give me, give me, give me. Society has taught me that this is good, so I want it. And that's <laughs> that's the twist that makes it funny. <laughs> it's like, society has told me it's good to be in power. I want to be in power. Society has told me it's good to be rich. I want to be rich. <laughs> yeah. That's why I laugh so much at this movie and its parallels. <laughs> uh... All right. 
I'm, I'm going to have to say we need to stop because we're getting a little too far out into yes, the politics of it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week with another hopefully better movie. <laughs> <laughs> and visit CrackerClassics.com. Follow us on Twitter at CrackerClassics. Um, and uh, yeah, don't watch shitty movies. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>